Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the McKay Show. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, hope everybody's staying safe during this pandemic. You know, COVID eighteen as they call it. Um, I think uh, big uh, give a big uh, shout out to all the paramedics and uh, nurses and doctors working around the clock to help patients uh, around the globe. You know, locally, whatever it may be, uh, thank you guys for your service as well as essential business owners such as grocery stores and that sort of stuff. Thank you for uh, staying open as well as uh, politicians and whatever else may be that are trying to figure out a solution to this crisis. Uh, thank you. Uh, today on the episode, we have Mr. Adrian Rosetti coming on in a little bit um, uh, to talk about uh, some interesting uh, news that uh, we have received Uh couple of the guys have received, uh, but before we get into that, um, it's day 12 now, of course, day 10, day 10 of quarantine, I believe, uh, no sports, nothing going on, you know, it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad time, you know, uh, puts life into perspective, um, uh, let me know how you guys are keeping busy, uh, I've been personally, you know, working out, uh, Call of Duty here and there, some FIFA, you know, I've been watching some Netflix, um, but nevertheless, we welcome to the show, Mr. Adrian Rosati. Adrian, how are you, buddy? It's, it's going good. How, how are you going, buddy? I'm all right, man. Pleasure to hear from you, right? During all this. Last time I saw you was when we went to Buffalo. That was, that was insane. I saw you. How are you, man? You're yeah. Right? Well, it's good. Like you said, quarantine's been fucking the death of me. I've been home now for like nine days. Moving back in with the rents after you haven't been with them for like a few weeks is an adjustment, yeah, I'll tell you that much. It's a different, it's a different type, man. I had to go by, uh, go by the LCBO the other day. I had to get some alcohol, got some twisted teas, some Coors Light, you know, just the essentials. I haven't even got out of the house, like, honestly, man. It's just I haven't got out of the house since I've got back, so it's been a fucking struggle. Yeah, the biggest you. thing that I've been out of the house is when I went out to my own net, played some ball on the net. That's, That's pretty I, much it. I'd get some workouts in, man. So, uh. Get some workouts uh, in, yeah, more or less. Uh, you and uh, Mitchell Pula apparently have agreed to a boxing match. Is that true? Yeah, I could confirm the rumors. Those are true. Those are true rumors. So uh, let's let's kind of dive into this. What set this up? Like, what made you guys want to, you know, step in the ring? Uh, is it for charity or how is it breaking down? Is how's, how's everybody going about it right now? See, I don't know what it's for. So what happened was he came up to me and uh, he asked me um, – who would I rather fight him or Forgy? And uh, Forgy happens to be his trainer, so can't say much much bad about him. But just two guys that I'm hanging out with on a daily basis. You know, I work with them a lot. Uh, I'm thinking he's a fight scale. I just think he's fucking around. You know, like just ask me for fucks, right? He's telling me, um, you know, you think of Forgy, he's like five seven, uh-huh. nice big buff guy. He's got uh-huh. arms. Or you think pull a six two guys got muscle and stuff like that, but you know, or six four. I'm I'm giving them like no luck here. Six three something uh-huh. like that, and I'm just thinking on the perspective of forty. He's got a lot of arm muscle. All right, and I'm just thinking on the terms of if I can, you know, put in the work. You know, who would I fight? And I just thought, you know, Pula, because me and Pula always have a lot of jokes, but he likes to. He likes to tussle. He, he likes, likes to, to like. I respect that. I respect that. He, he he likes to tussle with with a, a bunch of my jokes and stuff like that, and the fact that I thought you know, uh, one of my boys, uh, you might know him. I'm just kidding, he's not my boy, but Marcus Stroman always said height doesn't measure heart type of thing, and you know a lot of people are saying that the height 
is an issue, but I think that if I can work from underneath, it might be better if I can, you know, put the workouts in. Because Forky's got big arms, so I'd, I don't want to mess with that. But, I mean, Pula has big arms too, but not, not as big as Forgy. I'm just thinking the battle of arms pretty much. All right, fair enough. So, uh, scheduled for October 3rd, I believe the day is set, October 3rd, 7 p.m.? Yes, yes. I don't know what the time is, but I believe seven, when, I when believe you know, seven, you can tell me that I one. I believe at 7 o'clock was the agreed time. Something like that. I don't know. They haven't agreed a time yet, but seven o'clock would be ideal. Uh, seven rounds is what both uh, for me. Seven rounds, if you guys have both agreed to, right? Seven rounds at three minutes apiece. Uh, our camps haven't met yet. I mean, I'm still really refining my camp. Who's going to welcome me to the ring? All that kind of stuff. Um, but probably seven. I mean, that's what I'm going to train for. Is at least seven. Okay. If he wants to go nine, we can go nine. All right. Um, it's it's not a matter of me. I used to. You know, I used to run around when I was younger. I always used to run. I was, like, very, very good pacing myself. And, you know, I used to – I can go back into running that again if, you know, we're going to go for a long race. Fair. Endurance is not my problem. Endurance is not my problem. Fair so enough, fair enough. It's just what the camp, what their camp wants is – I'll train to that. So, uh, right now, uh, you're training. Just give us a quick breakdown of uh, what kind of workouts you're doing. Uh, what are you like working on? What have you been refining? Any film you've been watching on past or uh, current fighters or past fighters? Or what's kind of been the, the mindset going through this camp? See, with me, it's just it's just getting back. It's getting into it slowly. Um, you know, I started back before I moved back home. Just doing some, you know, push-ups. All the gyms are closed. You know, push-ups, crunches. Usually do three three by 25 for both. I do three sets of each. Then I got some, you know, some weights in, in my uh, uh, in my basement. I've been doing two 25s of just 10 pounds, something like first, because I don't, I didn't usually work out. I want to start slow and work my way up. I've already worked up to about, I think, uh, I do four days on and then one day off. So today was the first day back after a break. I think I did uh, sets of, I was trying to go for 30 each on push-ups, and I'm just trying to go every day. That's what my camp has been telling me. One of the guys I want to train with back in my um, back in my hometown has been, you know, in contact with me over the phone, distancing and whatever, and helping me um, work on form and things to improve on. He's telling me to start ramping it up, and I got six six months, so I don't think I'm going to start, you know, cardio for a little bit just running some balls and basic cardio and then going on the treadmill or going for a run uh-huh. but it's just starting slow and working my way up is what i'm yeah. thinking so i just usually do that do some arms and then do some squats so do you think that the the put the date can be pushed back you know october 3rd might not be a a goal anymore we could be looking at november maybe december if this doesn't go over with uh the virus is that something you kind of um, think about, like going into camp, like maybe like oh, like I have a little bit more time, like or is it, you just focus on October third? Me and my camp's focus is always going to be October third. They told me October third. I had no things for that. I just realized today I actually still have an additional six months. I thought middle of March was my ticking time. I didn't, you know, exactly with all this virus is thrown off exactly how much time I had uh, to put into the fight, but uh, no. Um, uh, my focus is October 3rd. I'm even focused to go underweight. I mean, if the virus pushes it back, then, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not complaining if I'm underweight, uh-huh. 
you know, it gives me some time to pack on some pounds and do some additional training. But right now, I don't care about what my weight is. I want to fight on October 3rd, and that's, you know, that's where my goal is at, personally. Have you spoken to Pula at any point uh, during this camp to, like, negotiate uh, any sort of things like that, or is it still the camps haven't spoken? Uh, our camps haven't spoken on, um, you know, me and him have talked about what gloves are wearing. Uh, I think. Um, uh, what did you guys be going with? Camp was uh, talking about gloves, headgear. Eight ounce gloves. I heard possibly, maybe twelve. I heard. Me and him have been talking, and I wa- I was saying like. It's it's your pick, eight ounce, and he said maybe ten ounces. So I'm I'm not either or, and I think my big thing was saying no headgear. Wow, uh, no headgear. Because um, I don't want I don't want to fight. I I don't want to fight with headgear. Um, that's just you know my preference is if I'm training in the gym, I don't want to wear headgear. I want to, you know, I want to feel myself when I'm, when I'm running those laps, when I, you know, I'm doing those pushups in the thing. I don't want to, you know, I want to feel like when I'm in that ring, you know, like I'm, you know, just doing another workout type thing, you know, especially when it gets more intense for now, it's just starting, it's starting easy now. And when, when we get closer to the fight, like, you know, starting May is when I'm going to start ramping up the cardio and, going to the gym and actually starting, you know, pricing the punches. And right now it's just, you know, getting myself in the routine of doing four days on one day off and we'll go from there. Pretty much. It's a process where I got to gain a lot of weight. I've been fluctuating from like, I think I was down to 170 and now, and then I was up to 180 this week. I just weighed myself before the show. I'm like 177. So I weigh myself all the time, just trying to see where I'm at and seeing when I can bulk on either muscle or just, you know, so uh, speaking of, on the fact of your weight, uh, what's your diet been looking like? A lot of carbs, a lot of proteins. Uh, you know what you've been eating, like fish, pasta, red meat, chicken. Like, what's the diet been looking like? See, when I'm at home in St. Catharines, I'm eating a lot of um, a lot of carbs. So I'm trying not to. I'm trying to put on the protein because you know meat's expensive. As a student, my parents, you know, have a lot of meat. Um, so I've been eating a lot of meat at home, a lot. You know, there's been a lot of pork, you know, steak, you know, chicken, like the whole nine yards pretty uh-huh. much. I have had carbs too. Like I've just been eating like like never before. Like I've one day I had fucking five bananas just for the fucking fun of it. You know, just putting on, you know, healthy weight, but putting on putting it on properly. Today we had I think pork or something like that. I just fucking ate as much as I fucking could. I ate all the fucking mashed potatoes that, you know, no one wanted it. Once it was everyone left, it was on mine, so it's just about eating healthy things. It's not putting on the McDonald's. It's not putting on the Don's. It's putting on, you know. You know, quality stuff. Meat, you know, the carbs, whatever. Quality you stuff. Quality stuff, yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, in terms of hydration, uh, water, Gatorade, you know, what's your go-to? Uh, water's been something that I've been using when I'm working out. I got a lot of Gatorade. My brother happens to play sports, and his sports are on pause. So Gatorade's, you know, few and far between. I'm still drinking a lot of pop, trying to cut down on that. Um, just in terms of it gives me a lot of energy. And, you know, when I drink like those pop, like pop for now, it's going to be an adjustment for, you know, my future diet. But I still have like a little bit of iced tea here and there. You know, you can't, you can't cut yet. Yeah, you got to have some sugars. In your but throat. it's just something you got to adjust. You got to adjust small by small. You got little by little, you got to start changing the way things are working, and that's what I've been doing. So, I I I, I, res- you know. I respect that. Now, um, 
what like training we do day by day are are you do you train as 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 the day progresses or do you have like a, a schedule that you follow you know maybe you might do cardio eight to nine you know get a break in ten to ten thirty then you're back on it treadmill eleven to twelve lunch twelve thirty to one thirty you know how how does it work in the Rossetti camp see i'm i'm assu- I'm assuming that that's how my camp is gonna be um as May goes on, you know, around a, a, like a work schedule of some sort, uh, if work does open, because uh, I work at the golf course, so it should be open. But for now, it's just, you know, get the schoolwork done. Schoolwork's main priority. Uh, get if there's lectures to do, whatever. And then, you know, if it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'll, I'll decide this when I'm working out. I'll put 20 or 30 minutes when I feel like I have the most energy. Just put in some push-ups, you know, put in the grind and. Think about, you know, what this fight uh, means for everyone involved and put in the work. I don't have, like, a set structure. Like, sometimes I'll do it, you know, earlier in the morning after I eat food or something like that. Or I'll do it, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. It just depends what I'm feeling on the day. But the the real uh, schedule is doing four days on and one day off is the real thing I want to stick to before I start, you know, toying with exactly when I'm doing things. So, any goals you want to achieve heading into this fight? The goal for me is just to, you know, I'm I'm a dog in this fight, and I've always been an underdog with, uh, you know, being who I am. A lot of people uh, discounted I get into Brock. A lot of people discounted, you know, things that I've done in so my life. Like, you know, uh, a lot this of this is like one of those fights that like, it kind of like builds you right like just all the things that i've been through people have been doubting me even when i told people about this fight they're like are you stupid like you're gonna get in this fight like i don't start fights i'm not the you know i'll talk shit if the fight's going on but i don't start fights but if someone says you want to fight i'm not like there's a lot of pride in you know how i've got to this point and that's what i'm going to be fighting with you know so I didn't accept this fight. Uh, my, the goal of this fight is not necessarily to beat him in the first round. It's a seven-round fight. To, you know, give it all I got. All seven rounds is the goal, I would assume, for you, right? If you're an underdog, you want to beat him all seven rounds. The goal for me is if I can't, if I can't beat him make, him, make him feel like he shouldn't have picked this fight. If it's not winning all seven rounds, it's winning four uh-huh. to seven, you know? If I feel like I lost one round... It's coming back next round, you know, talking to the boys, them telling me what I should be doing and winning the next round, you know. So it's winning as many rounds as I can. And if I, you know, if I end up TKOing, then, you know, if I end up knocking him out, that's what, that's the ultimate goal. But, you know, for me, it's just taking it round by round. So I would assume that your goal would be to eliminate the possibility of the fight going to the scorecards, which is the goal of any fighter. Essentially, the the goal for me is to yeah eliminate the scorecards. But if it goes to the scorecards, make sure I'm the one who who lands the most. Me, it's I'm. I feel like you know I haven't really put in much training with gloves or nothing yet. Don't have much you know prior fighting experience, but you know I know a lot of people that have well, it's connections with you know gyms and stuff like that. Mitchell Mitchell doesn't have any prior boxing experience. No, knowledge. exactly. It's so it's going to be a fair fight in that regard. No, like I'm not saying it's not a fair fight. I'm just saying 
that I have a lot of guys who have been working, you know, like work with gyms or, you know, are, are fit, fit guys that, you know, I've contacted, you know, on advice um, to work um, for training when, you know, it gets down the road for me. It's the, the focus is not an interrupt run into it now because his main focus is to lose weight and to combat his camp. You know, my main focus is to put on weight right now. And then, you know, when we get closer to the weights is when I can start doing the cardio because cardio will not be an issue for me. Cause I am, I like, I skate all the time. Now I'm, playing basketball for like 30 minutes running around you know just getting that cardio in when we go into intense more running that's more down the line of the camp but it's just landing the landing the blows is what the matter is the matter is you know making the punches count that's that's my main focus isn't you know to like make some storyline of how i won the fight you know whatever it's to make it to, to make my presence heard if I don't, you know, it's not, it's not, I lost this fight in one punch. It's, you know, I made him feel it and that's what it is. Um, so, you know, speaking about your skating, uh, does this boxing match kind of affect your relationship with Tristan Forgy or is it just kind of one of those things that's just whatever? Cause, cause I mean, Forgy I mean, if you ask... is, is your boss as he is the head coordinator of, uh, of referees. Yeah. Um, uh, I love the guy, you know, he's a great referee, you know, even better person, you know, despite the fact that he threw me from the draw circle during intramurals. I was, I was a two for five <laughs> on the year if anybody wanted to, or was asking. Um, oh, 100%. You know, down the line, uh, post-fight, do you, do you think it'll, like, you'll look back on it and kind of, like, smile and say, hey, like, maybe, uh, maybe after the pull-up fight, do you go for a guy like Forgy? Do you, is that, like, the next possible fight? Well, I mean, I, I'm not looking, you know, for whatever. If I beat, if I beat, uh, Pula, I mean, I won't turn it down, but I'm not, you know, I'm not looking if I lose the fight, you know, that is what it is. If, if I win the fight, I've entertained ideas of fighting, um, you know, some people that I think that, you know, have, you know, done me wrong. If you want to set it, let's set it in the ring, but. For now, that's that's a after the fact story. My main focus right now is October third, and you know if if Forgy wants to like, regardless that he's on the Pula camp, you know if Forgy wants to do something after, we'll see. You know how I feel, you know going into it in post, but that that's a story for another time. Most certainly, the relationship won't be affected. Like even though he's my boss, you know if I. You know, even though he's on Pula's camp, even if I lose this fight, you know, there's going to be no bad blood between, I think, any of us in this fight. It's just to see, you know, how it goes down and see. Uh, who's, who's, it's just for, it's just for know, fun. How everything turns so, out. So, um, you know, a lot of people have been asking um, how am I as a hockey player. So, since you officiate a couple of my games, how would you rank my skill level? For the A lot of viewers have been asking, you know, how is Mateus good at hockey? You know, how, how is he? Like, the viewers wanted to know, so here's your time to tee off. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's a player who cares. That's that's what I'll give you. I think a lot of a lot of that hockey, there's a lot of guys that just go there and they just drink and they fucking want to fight and whatever. I mean, the kid wants to skate. Um, you know, the kid, the kid loves what he does. I mean, if you're making skill, I mean, I think you know there's there's room for improvement. Wow. But I'm not the best hockey player in the world, but. I mean the way. I mean, if he stopped, 
You know, that would be <laughs> ideal. That's a game changer right there, right? You know, I think he's got he's got a good he's got a good tripping mouth. I I won't, you know, be second to none with that one. That one he's got a he's got a good way to run his mouth, but uh no, he's if I think if he can, you know, get more time on the ODR, you know, he'll be a player that's, you know, not too bad. It's just got to work on a few things of stopping, you know, things that players know. Like, he's not bad for a first-time player. I've seen people skate a lot worse than he has. But, I mean, buddy, you're going to the show soon, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you, you know Forky tossed me for the face-off circle? Because my stick wasn't, yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. My stick wasn't in the white? You know what I... I thought I tried to toss Forgy. No, I but I told Forgy, he goes, he tosses me. I go, get out of here. I go, why? He goes, your stick wasn't in the white. I go, Forgy, 90% of the rink's white, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I ended up getting tossed. Um, we ended up losing a game, like 5-2 or something. So I, I, I go up to Forgy post-game. I go, listen, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's paying you, but tossing me from the circle, you're losing revenue. All right? This is must-see TV. Losing that's revenue. I that's Fuck, you're the one yeah, in the bills, eh? Before you laugh, you know. Um... I had him at center, and uh, I fucking tossed him just for shits after I heard your story. And he said, I'm not fucking moving. I said, okay, blew the whistle and dropped the fuck. <laughs> you should have given him a chance for that. <laughs> you should have given him a chance for that. No, yeah, I, he, knew, he knew I was fucking with him like a like a story for no reason. So I just I just let him go. Fair at enough, it, you know? fair enough. All right, Adrian. Been a pleasure having you on the show, man. You know, best of luck moving forward. I'm excited to see you fight on October 3rd. You know, I'll be there. And then I'll be there. For sure. You know, you'll see me uh, ringside most likely. I appreciate it. I got a question for you. Uh, So, you know how you're, uh, you gave me 175 Uh uh, under. Are you, are you putting that 175? Uh, You you know, I'm going to be seen. You know? I, I want to see how both okay. boys lead into it. You know, like I, I want. Well, we'll we'll see exactly. when we get the exactly. me and Pooler talking about like a McGregor, like a McGregor Mayweather type. Exactly. Photo, so I'm, I'm, uh, you'll I'm, see from I'm all the advertising. So. Second place my betting. I'll tell you that much. I'm giving. I'm giving. Right. I'm giving Sounds both good. We'll, we'll talk soon, man. Eh? I mean, we'll we'll right, talk man. soon. All right, man. Appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you for having me, uh, Rosario Spadicas. Yeah, check out his podcast as well. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right.